0: This episode of Trophy Dash Podcast is all about Melanzana cycling. It's a two-part episode. First part, I'm interviewing Coach James Welch. And the second part, I'm interviewing the riders. Abby Teed, Abby Green, Grace Williams, Julie Torbic. It's great to hear how they all got interested in Little Five, how they found Melanzana, how they bonded together, and how they ultimately showed up on race day and executed their strategy to win the race. It's a good conversation. You're going to love it. Thanks for listening.
1: The 34th running of the Women's Little 500. One more lap to go for Melanzana to win their final race. Here's the white flag. Abby T will finish it off for Melanzana. She is two laps up on everyone in the field with the exception of Theta, who will finish second and is a
2: lap and a half back. What a special moment here. Melanzana getting
3: ready to celebrate. They qualified 13th, founded in 2012. Their
4: highest finish was fourth.
1: They will win their first ever little 500. Here comes Teed around the final turn. There's a new queen atop the women's little
4: 500. Melanzano wins the 34th running of the women's little
0: five. Hello, James. How are you? Good, man. Hey, thanks for taking the time to chat with me. (laughs) No worries. Looking forward to it. Um, This is a fun little hobby of mine, but. Uh, sometimes life is full, and it gets—it's hard to squeeze things in. But so, thanks for being flexible with me and making this work. Yeah, no worries at all. Also, congratulations on helping, working with Melanzana to win Little Five. Thanks. It was,
1: yeah, pretty unreal. Really happy <laughs> about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I would love to sort of learn a little more about you, your Little Five experience, why you decided. Or how you got into coaching and melanzana, and what made this group special, and how you planned and prepared to win the race, and all that, if you don't mind.
1: Yeah, no, I think
0: conversation. Well, so let st- start by tell me about yourself. Like, where'd you grow up? How'd you get involved in Little Five, and what was your Little Five experience like?
1: Yeah, so I grew up in Terre Haute, Indiana. It's about an hour away from Bloomington. It's actually a pretty decent bike route between the two that I think more people should try out, mm. some fun roads. But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> um, so I got involved with Little Five kind of serendipitously, as I'd imagine most people do. And it was my senior year in high school. I decided to run track my senior year. I've been playing soccer and swam throughout high school. What year was and, this? Uh, 2013. 2013.
0: Okay. So you're senior high school, 2013. Yeah,
1: found out I was actually like way better at running than um, swimming, but didn't make the sectional team. And one which of my friends, is, uh, Terre
0: Haute North. North. Okay, got it.
1: Yeah. And one of my friends was doing a triathlon that weekend. Figured I'd go do that and have something to do for the weekend. And the person that was organizing the triathlon was Ethan Page, who is a senior on the Grey Goat team in 2013 mm. so greg got little 500 team and mm-hmm. I, with his brother and we were just talking he brought up that he'd been riding in this race at iu and i'd seen breaking away growing up i was like oh that sounds kind of interesting And he told me he could put me in contact with the team if i um, ended up being interested which luckily for me he'd said that before he saw me riding a bike um <laughs> so I ended up doing the triathlon the next day I was using my dad's hybrid bike I think one of the brakes was rubbing it was miserable I was so drained by the time I got to the run but mm. um, so that's why I think it was probably for the best and from there contacted Ethan again when I went back to or started going to IU fall of 2013 got me involved with Grey Goat ended up racing with the team from 2014 through 2017, freshman year, got my teeth kicked in. Uh, it was uh, just a brutal race for mm-hmm. me. And I think that was a really cool experience for me overall because we went from freshman year having the worst result for Grey Goat to by our senior year, we just kept getting better every figuring yeah. out more things, and were able to um, get second, which was our best result
0: yeah. at that time. Yeah. That was a competitive race.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a fun
0: one. So you, you came to IU thinking, I'm going to do a little five. Did you even know what little five
1: was? Or, or
0: um, what, what drew you to it?
1: I like being active. love playing sports. Um, so I think it was more that than anything. The riding wasn't too serious. I didn't get a bike mm-hmm. until Halloween of freshman year. Um, bought a EG's list. The guy we bought it from did not put in the pedal properly, so um, where it's reverse threaded. So I don't know yeah. if he hammered it in or what, <laughs> but went on the Wilcox ride as soon as I got the bike, pedal fell off halfway through. I had to get picked up. It was, um, there were a lot of entertaining stories like that freshman year, um, uh-huh. just figuring our way out. But yeah, I don't think did not come into IU being. I'm riding my bike every day. I know what I need to be doing to be a contender in the race. Yeah. And what, what kept you coming back? Oh,
0: and, and doing that extra over time to get better and better.
1: Yeah. I think just wanted to see the team do well. I enjoy being a part of a team. And once you are, I don't want to be the person that's letting them down. I want to be hopefully one of the people that's making the team better. So kind of that, the competitiveness of it and mm-hmm. just the community of little five and getting to go out and ride with people, The more people I met, the more fun it is to go out and do group rides Mm-hmm. for sure.
0: Uh, so you love the, the team aspect and also the competitive nature of that while on gray goat, you found yourself getting better uh, all the way through your senior year and became a pretty good bike rider and little five rider for sure you had a really competitive team there at the end
1: yeah yeah it was cool to see our team come together um is thomas torbick bradley Klingel, and i had all joined no bike experience our freshman year had raced mm-hmm. all four years together and then sam stratton was a freshman our sophomore year and raced the next three years with us so mm-hmm. kind of having that camaraderie and seeing the team evolve and all of us get better over each mm-hmm. year was just um, a very unique experience, I think, to be able to see Little Five from not being a great team to being a up to win the race, yeah. which I don't think every team or every person that rides gets that opportunity to see it from both angles. That's pretty unique.
0: And how did you get involved with coaching Little Five?
1: Yeah, so the way that came about was... Our senior year, a couple of things fell in place. I was originally going to go abroad the second semester. I was in the 3-2 MBA program, and part of that was an internship abroad. So originally junior year was going to be my last year, but as the fall rolled around, seeing everyone riding, (laughs) start to miss it. Went and did fall ITTs just for fun, and just being part of the community. Like, oh, I kind of miss this. And then one of our um, alumni, Mike Wilkie, came down for mm-hmm. homecoming. I was hanging out with him, he's great at a uh, talking up a little fun. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, at that point, has been training over the summer for a marathon. Had the marathon that weekend, and the seed had been planted that you know, maybe I'll stay and ride instead of going abroad in the spring. You can always go do that, but how often do you get a race in little five with a good team? Caveat to that was, up until that point we hadn't had a coach for a Grey Goat, so a lot of it was kind of figuring things out for yourself as you went, Mm -hmm. and I was kind of tired of that. I wanted to have someone that knew what they were doing that we could trust to kind of put together a plan. So I told Thomas, hey, I'll join the team if you can find us a coach. And Thomas um, reached out to Luke Cobbfell, and he ended up starting to coach us. And how I got involved with coaching was Luke then coached us, and he continued to coach the next several years. He was also coaching Melanzana at the time. Mm, Okay. So As a result of that, we started to hang out with Melanzana a lot more. Got to become friends with all their team and as i said i was staying a fifth year since i was doing a five-year program i'd raced the first four years so wasn't eligible to ride my fifth year and we'd had thomas bradley and i all graduate so i was really there to kind of help i was really able to be there to help mentor the goats that uh fifth year and try to really make it a reloading year rather than a rebuilding year which they were able to pull off which was fantastic to see and started to get a little bit involved with helping melanzana as well just in that aspect of hanging around the track and then after i'd graduated moved out to denver and luke was um, about ready to kind of just focus on gray goat and I talked to him, talked to the alumni of Melanzano and said, you know, I really enjoy coaching. If you guys want, I can step up and help out the team. Mm-hmm. So long-winded answer mm-hmm. fall slash winter of 2018 is when I got, or became the official coach of Melanzana. but okay. there were definitely a lot of pieces in the puzzle that got me to that point.
0: Yeah. What did you, um, What would you have to learn or do differently as a coach as opposed to a writer? What what did you not have in your toolbox yet you had to kind of expand on?
1: Yeah. um, I honestly think a lot of it was similar in regards to trying to get people motivated to go out and ride, trying to make sure that as a team everything's functioning properly. And I think With three years without a coach, I've had a lot of the back-end experience already Mm -hmm. of what you need to do to be a coach. I think the biggest jump is definitely being in the pit on race day and making those decisions because those four riders, or maybe two if you only have two racing, are the ones that have been putting in the hours all year. And you do not want to be making a call that could end up setting them up um, for failure, so... I think the stress of that is pretty high to me.
0: Yeah. And you've probably seen it go both ways.
1: I know I have as a coach. 100%. You, yeah. You, you don't always make the right call. Right? No. And sometimes it might be the right call, but the way uh, the dice roll. Yeah. Still yeah. <laughs> it's still a bike race. And it's very unpredictable.
0: Well, to shine the light back on sort of this group. Yeah. Uh, i had interviewed the ladies earlier today and I asked them about what it, I asked Abby Teed. what was it like this fall coming into the year with the team? Cause you know, Grace and Abby green have not even joined the team yet by the fall. Correct. Uh, and she kind of laughed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so tell me your viewpoint of like coming into this upcoming or this current season in the fall. Uh, how, how are you handling
1: it as a coach? Yeah, so it felt very similar to 2018 for Grey Goat in regards that we had uh, three people that weren't going to be on the team again this coming year, with Abby being the only returning rider and then stepping up into the captain role. So it felt like another opportunity to see if we could reload rather than rebuild. But at the same time, you know that it's not a guarantee everything's going to come together they'd had conversations with grace about joining so we knew that there was definitely the potential she could join the team and we still had um i can't remember the exact count of people on the team maybe six or seven mm-hmm. that were interested in riding and i think with a year being under them you never know what's going to happen if you train through the fall, yeah. through the winter, so yeah. I was optimistic, but okay, yeah, you lose Evie, and that's uh, big shoes to fill, for sure. Yeah,
0: it, you're right. You don't know who's going to develop, and you. I know this from coaching the cutters. You just never know who's around the corner, and who's going to join the team. Yeah, right? and you get you, you just need a couple special people, and everything
1: changes. <laughs> Definitely,
0: <laughs> and certainly getting. Grace Williams to joined the team, uh, adds a lot to the team right away. Yeah. Yeah. Um and they also talked about their winter training trip being a special moment for them, how they were very scattered in the fall, but they came together for winter training trip. And when they left there, their confidence uh was high and they had they actually started dreaming of winning the race.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think the winter training trip from the um, getting in shape perspective, um, the fitness perspective, isn't going to be a huge differentiator for race day. But I do think the team bonding that all the teams that go and do it have while they're there is huge. So I do agree with that. There is definitely a shift in the mentality of them as a team through the training trip to the race day. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that yep. was really important for them.
0: I I hear that so much in all these interviews, but the team bonding, the connections to your teammates, and you, as an outsider looking in, you wouldn't think that is all that important. Right? You you think if you sit on your trainer, you ride your bike, you get fit. That's all it that really matters. But totally. there's something there's something special about this bike race that it matters how well you, you get along with your teammates. <laughs>
1: definitely and i think another part of that is um for some people it's not as simple as getting on and riding the trainer they might decide not to but (laughs) if you're starting to bond with your teammates Mm -hmm. you have um, other people that you're thinking about and looking at the bigger picture so i think that Mm -hmm. part might have a big big impact as well Mm -hmm. which now that i'm talking to you about this it's like We should get a fall training trip. Get that uh,
0: (laughs) thought process started earlier. (laughs) A little earlier, or even summer. Yeah, Uh, an alumni summer trip or something. Um, So, as a coach, knowing how important it is for like rider bonding connection, like how much attention do you put on that, or do you just allow the women to kind of create that themselves,
1: or maybe a a mix? Yeah, I let them create themselves. I had never actually gone on a winter training trip myself. Um, My senior year, I went down to Texas with Abel Barrera Duran and hung out with him and rode throughout winter break. Um, But that was kind of the extent of any I'd done. So wasn't the expert in what bonding they need to be doing there. So it's kind of an opportunity as long as they're all in the same house, Mm -hmm. they're going to have time together and they're going to hang out. So I think keep it pretty simple in that regard. And then, I'm writing out their training, and they have opportunities to kind of do some practice races and whatnot, which is a little harder to line up during the school year with getting everyone together on the same day.
0: Yeah, they they also told me there's a lot of rollers, <laughs> right? Uh, at, how does training look like like this past year, from the fall through the year? Are they just doing a lot of base miles in the fall, and they get more specific second semester? Yeah, totally. how did how did how did it look for this year? Because I know it changes every year.
1: Yeah, so I'd say more often than not, the focus I always try to have them do is base miles on the fall, and as you get closer to race, you start doing more race specific intensity. So over the winter, unfortunately, that does mean more rollers than they'd probably like. But mm-hmm. it did pay off this year, so happy. to It's good to see what it does. But yeah. Yeah, I think simply it boils down to big miles in the fall if you can get the team motivated to do them and then shorter, higher intensity as you get closer to the race. Yeah. It's not really rocket science, is it? No. Um,
0: But it's getting the right riders together that want to do it, that look forward to doing it, and just doing it. Totally. Hmm. Um, So at what point did you – have a feeling that you had a winning team here.
1: Yeah. So as I said, I was optimistic all year. I think if you're going to be training every day, you have to be thinking about how you can make the team win. But I was really missing out where I had the most confidence in the team that I'd had since I started writing mm-hmm. and just seeing how the entire team did. I think we had the majority of them make it to semifinals And then watching Grace ride the competition off her wheel in the finals, Um, watching that as like, we have, we have the person we need that um, to get this done Mm -hmm. and still haven't really seen her sprint. I don't know if anyone has since all the road races she's been doing this spring, have been on a gravel bike without road gearing (laughs) and missing out. She was riding up the front the whole time. So Hopefully at some point we'll get to see what she's capable of, of sprinting. But when knew that she had fantastic endurance and seeing that she had enough top end speed and missing out combined with that endurance was when I really knew this is the year that we we're going to do it.
0: Yeah. You know, not every runner becomes a good cyclist, but somehow Melanzana got, would get two runners. Yeah. We runners. got lucky. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it sort of is because, uh, I've coached a lot of runners
1: who don't become good little five riders, really. Interesting. It, it doesn't always correlate, you know? Yeah. Do you see anything that you think kind of makes the difference? No. Yeah. It, it, I,
0: I don't know if you can put a finger on it, really. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's... I, I really don't know. But uh, did, did you have to consider that at all? Like, getting someone who had won grace or Abby Abby Green who barely rode at all uh into cycling and then Grace who has done a fair amount of riding over the years but get her more little five specific did you do anything special there um
1: i think like we said with training the getting a little five specific is pretty simple as well ride on a little five bike you're going to get better at riding on a little five <laughs> yeah. bike um, right right obviously focusing on that higher cadence and then mm-hmm. watching race tape so that um, you can have as much stored in your brain mm. going into mm-hmm. the race is so important when you only get to do it once a year. Yeah,
0: they they, they mentioned to the work out like uh, ten by three minutes on the rollers, and that was brutal. But they knew it was like similar to ITTs, so you, you you gave them a reason to do it, like it paralleled. ITTs or an effort that would parallel team pursuit. So they weren't just on the trainer, like riding without any thoughts. They had a vision. So
1: I think that's a great use of uh, how to motivate them. Totally. And then I think one other thing that we've been trying to do with Melanzana is rather than just here's the workout, go do it. Explain to them the physiolog- physiological benefits of writing at zoom to of doing vo2 efforts and Mm -hmm. i think as they've started to pick up the why then Mm -hmm. they're a little more motivated to go and do it so having that visualization that you mentioned of oh this is an itt effort combined with oh by doing this i'm going to be increasing my uh, mitochondrial density or whatever thing we're focused on at the moment which is going to help produce more power I think having those two aspects and whichever one latches onto their brain the most, which is probably, oh, this is an ITT effort. Yeah. (laughs) Gives them more of, yeah. A reason to get on the bike.
0: So the, the team was talking about winter training trip and they, I forget who it was, but someone said, we can lap the field. And, you know, that's a, Bold statement. <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> I have I've heard that a lot from a lot of teams, and it's never that easy, ever. No. Uh, w- when did a, a dream like that become an actual
1: strategy on paper? For sure. Um, so there's a lot of thoughts that went into this in regards that we'd considered it the previous year. And based on all the races I'd been in, Lapping the field doesn't happen. You'd mm-hmm. seen Hans Hans do it. You'd seen Woj do it. You'd seen Teeter do it. You'd seen um, Eric Young unlap himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, there's a couple handful of examples, but you'd seen so many times where it doesn't work. So having that sitting in the back of your head, you've yeah, you've seen the failures, and you don't want to see your team blow up yeah. and not work out. So. I think Grace was the one that reached out to me about it of like, Hey, I really think we should do this after ITTs this spring and seeing her performance and knowing how much endurance she had. She'd done a gravel race earlier in the spring and placed second. She She'd run rim to rim to rim in Arizona at the Grand Canyon. So it's around a 50 mile run in the fall fantastic engine you know that she has the endurance and when you saw that oh she has the speed as well You thought this is actually an opportunity for us mm-hmm. and then the strategy of it also seemed like it could definitely work in our favor this year um in regards to we had grace ride 13 laps at the front for team pursuit this year syracuse did the first two And having that opportunity to kind of see how Grace would fare against Theta with a great team pursuit on their end, four riders working together versus Grace, and they were able to beat us. But seeing that Grace wasn't that far behind, if we can have her go out and do around 15 laps, we didn't think that the pack's going to be able to put together a team pursuit Theta run. So we should be able to get some time on them at that point. Yeah. If you've drained all the other teams as they do ITT efforts, so to speak, getting on the bike, burning, they're losing time during their exchanges, and we're not losing our time during exchanges with Grace. By the time she's done 15 laps, most teams have probably circulated through three or four of their riders. Mm -hmm. At that point, everyone's pretty tired. And our plan was we send through everyone else on the team go do about a four lap set that's 12 laps of rest for grace and we can put her back in and it was one of those things if grace is close enough at 15 maybe we'll leave her in and she'll go for the full lap if not we'll send in the other riders and we're actually able to complete lapping the field on the uh, first rider we sent in of abby green yeah amazing
0: How, how often
1: does it work the plan. <laughs> not often, not often. No. So, yeah, it was it was surreal to see it come together. But it was really interesting this year. I think we all just had the confidence knowing that it was going to work. And we had a really simple plan on how we were going to execute the break when we were going to go for it. And having that um, level of simplicity, I think, really helped. And then also luck was on our side and it was able to come together. So, I just had never been on a team that had that. This is what's happening, and it's going to work.
0: You had to keep it simple with only one rider that had any little five experience. Everyone, neither the other three, had never ridden little five before. Correct. Yeah. So you you could easily overcomplicate it, and and it's going to fall apart. So that was wise. Yeah. And uh, were there any? Like moments in the race that were like, this is fragile, this might not work. Uh, Any tough decisions had to be made in the race, or did it really just flow through your
1: strategy? It really flew through, uh, Mm. flowed through. I'd Mm -hmm. say our plan was to follow Theta's burn and then do another lap with Abby all out, bring it into Grace, and then hopefully Grace would have enough of a gap to start working on lapping the field. Didn't know how long Theta was going to be going before they took their first burn. I think we made it to around 25 laps.
0: Yeah, it was a long time.
1: So, or I think it was 23. And then 25 was what we would had planned. If Theta hadn't burned at that point, Abby was going to come out. Abby T was going to come out. Abby Green would come in. And then Abby Green would follow Theta. And she'd be the one that launched it. So we were getting pretty close to doing our first exchange fortunate that Theta did go for the exchange Abby was able to follow it and really break apart the field so I'd say that was probably the most nerve wracking part and then once the plan was in motion it really did work well and then once we'd lapped the field it came down to do we want to go for lapping it again or do we risk sitting in the pack and things Mm -hmm. blowing up (laughs) maybe getting involved in a crash yeah
0: and Uh yeah, and, and the race was only halfway over.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So a lot of things could have happened.
0: But you made the. I think the riders probably made choices. Keep going.
1: Yeah. So it was uh, once we had it, talking to the riders how their legs were feeling, and don't want to get greedy, go off the front, and then have someone counterattack and bring that lap back on us. But they were all feeling really good, and they were ready to win. So. let them do their thing
0: during their during their attacks their sets like when did you know to pull them off
1: i think you can usually tell if their cadence is slowing down a little bit you want them out as soon as possible because Mm -hmm. as i'm sure you're totally aware if you're riding all out you can start going slowly Mm -hmm. really quickly and Mm -hmm. that will kill your time so we had been practicing four lap sets A lot on the track so that they'd have that idea of how hard they can push for four laps so the goal was more or less to stick with four lap sets and then as the race progressed if we had more of a gap and they had more time to kind of sit out in the race rather than wasting race wasting time doing an exchange then sometimes we'd have them do a little bit longer of a set Mm -hmm. or for julie or abby when they were in the field before going for that second lap just having them sit in the field for a little bit and rest their legs before they got out.
0: Uh, have, you've been coaching Abby T the whole time you were coaching, right? Pretty yeah. much. Yeah, and it's been. So, <laughs> and she must be a special one as, as she progressed and became team captain. And uh tell me about what it was like to put her on the bike at the end of the race
1: fantastic experience i can't tell you enough about just the maturity and the amount that abby's grown from her freshman year to her senior year um she had big shoes to fill with Mm. evie being the captain for the prior three years and i just think as we said there's a lot of unknowns going into this year she handled it fantastically and I think there are two really cool things about being able to put her on the bike. The first one was when Grace and I were talking strategy in regards to how we could lap the field, if we thought it was possible, she'd actually brought up, Hey, if we get a lap and we're comfy and I don't need to sprint at the end, I want Abby to finish. Mm -hmm. And I think that just speaks volumes of the selflessness of grace to be, I'm going to be the main contributor to lapping the field, but I want someone else to, be the one to finish and it also speaks volumes about abby if grace sees how important abby's been mm-hmm. as captain on the team this year that she wants abby to be the person crossing the finish line for the win so I th- that's just very special to me that was a really cool moment yeah uh
0: so she takes a checkered flag melanzana one like it's the dream come true she comes back to the pit like replay. I mean, obviously, that's the favorite. That's everyone's dream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that it's it's an addicting feeling. Like you just want to be in that moment forever. Uh, but tell me about that. The fans are going crazy. People crying. There's so much relief because this team's been going on for ten years or so, and we finally got a victory.
1: Yeah, um, it was it was unreal. <laughs> It was, yeah, really cool to be a part of it. And I think for me, I try to go in pretty level-headed, not let the emotions get to me during the race or before. Otherwise, you might be too excited, and then you're kind of tired by the time the race rolls around. So that just energy and excitement didn't hit until we got off the podium. Mm. And then it just hit me all at once. I was jumping around. I couldn't – I was just (laughs) – i was so energetic it was it was a really cool feeling and then just having all the alumni there to cheer them on to get the win and having them there unlike last year along the fence there helping taking splits and keeping all the riders excited and engaged i think having the opportunity to share the moment with them because i don't think we would have won without the alumni getting us to this point so mm-hmm. that was really special yeah and
0: what's the future of Melanzana? What's the,
1: uh, uh, How's it going forward? Um, I think they have a really bright future. Um, one thing that I know other teams have noticed and they've noticed themselves is how long, how well that the teams got along together. As yeah. I'm sure you're aware and I'm aware, mm-hmm. there can be a lot of drama on little five teams. And this was a year with... Very minimal drama, so I think if they can keep that attitude of really communicating with each other and respecting each other, and then just riding their bikes, there's a lot of talent on the team that's coming back next year. So I'm excited to see what they do.
0: Yeah, and you'll still be helping.
1: Um, so the goal when I started coaching was to get melanzana, um, the girls, as they are riding enough of a background with cycling that they could then end up coaching once they're alumni.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Part of that is, if you look at the women's race, there aren't a ton of women coaching the, the women's teams, which just seems kind of weird. So I'd been telling Abby and the team since I took over in 2018 that that was the goal. So the goal this year is hopefully that we can transition to having the alumni start to coach once finals are over, I think we'll have some more discussions on how we see the transition going, what they want to do, what they want me to do. I love coaching. It's, there's ups and downs, but I think the ups and having the opportunity mm-hmm. to mentor people and mm-hmm. watching them progress is just so hard to pass up. And I'm sure you feel the same way with how mm-hmm. long you've been involved with it. So, yeah, we're going to have some discussions, figure out how we want to um, have the team going forward from here. But yeah, the goal is to have melanzana's coaching melanzana. That's beautiful.
0: I, I it, it makes a lot of sense to me too. It doesn't mean you can't be an advisor or you certainly be a mentor to everyone. Totally. Oh, so any closing thoughts or or feelings you want to share about like this team, how unique they were. Or You know, I have this saying sometimes that the race picks its winners, right? Why did the race pick Melanzana this year? Hmm.
1: Um, (laughs) I think we had the team, as we discussed earlier, team just bonded so well this year. They put in the time. We had some fantastic um, runners that transitioned into cycling beautifully. And I think that was one thing we didn't hit on as much with Abby Green, And you'd said it a couple of times. She has not rode a bike that much. I don't Mm -hmm. know how many miles or hours she's put on a bike, but it's pretty minimal. And I was honestly super happy when she didn't make quals team because I knew that that was another week that I got with her to focus on workouts and the leg speed rather than resting up for quals. So just seeing the transition that she made and the team as a whole really watching the race tape, getting involved with the race and going into it with the confidence to win was, I think, how they ended up putting things together and coming away with the win.
0: Yeah, and and Abby Green joins the team because it's a good fit for her. So it's a healthy team dynamic. Yeah. Uh, So that matters a lot. So the timing was perfect.
1: Yeah, and I don't know the entire background of her joining, so I'm not going to try to step in and say where it was. But from my understanding, it was that she'd hung out with the team some and saw how well that they got along, and she wanted to be part of it and wanted to still be involved in a sport. So kind of that energy, the vibe that they were giving off that was attracting people to join, you can't fake that. You can't. <laughs> That's the magic sauce right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well,
0: Mr. Welsh, thank you for your time. Yeah, no, it was a pleasure. Uh, and thanks for your contribution to Little Five and and uh, helping this helping these women uh, l- learn about this event and ultimately take it over and empowering them to
1: to coach themselves. I think it's great. Yeah. No worries. And thanks for doing these um, podcasts. I have listened to a couple and can't listen to them all at once because I just get so jazzed. <laughs> Hearing about Little Five, you get excited for all the opportunities and the improvements that could be made. So really appreciate that. And I'm gonna try to oh, yeah. push these out to the writers and see if that can kind of help them get excited. I, I hope
0: it does. I hope it's a collection of the stories that future riders can hear and yeah. and it can show people that there's many ways into this event. But there, are, if you listen close enough, there's some common
1: threads through the, every story. Yeah, and thanks for taking the initiative to do that. Yeah, you're welcome. But I think the one other thing that I think would be incredible if you could do for this podcast would be um, as we try to get more fields to fill out the women's team, or women's field, more mm-hmm. teams to fill out the field, and same with the men's. If you could interview some people that had started teams, and then those could be kind of shared... Almost as marketing material for people that are interested in starting teams, avoid some common pitfalls, be able to hear from the experience. I think that would be super beneficial. Thanks for that. I will get on that. That's a great idea. Cool. Well, thanks again, Jim.
0: All right, man. Take care of yourself and look forward to seeing you around.
1: All right. Sounds good. All right. Bye bye. See ya.
0: All right, ladies. Melanzana, thank you for taking the time to connect. I I really wanted to do this in person but life gets busy and finals and so this is this is going to be fine anyway. So thank you for your time.
2: Yeah. No problem. Yeah, no problem.
0: Uh congratulations on winning a Little 500. <laughs> what a what a big day. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I I would love to hear uh about each of you individually, about your team, uh, how you prepared for the race and and how the race went and how you've been doing after the race. If you're, if everyone's down with that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
4: So we can.
0: can we start with some introductions? Maybe, uh, your name, where you grew up, what year of school you are, how much little five experience you have.
2: Yeah. Um, Abby, do you, you want, want, to want to go first? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. My name is Abby Teed. I'm a senior. I'm studying human biology. Um, I'm from Indianapolis originally, um, and I rode for the first time my freshman year in the race. So three years because of COVID.
0: What what year was that, Abby? Your freshman year. 2019. 2019. Okay, so you're yeah you like you just said you were pre-COVID. COVID. COVID, Blah blah blah. All right. Who's next?
3: Uh, I can go. Uh, My name's Grace and. I'm from Bloomington, and yeah, I'm also a senior, and this is my first year doing Little Five from joining in the fall, so.
0: One and done, huh? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Abby Green or Julie?
5: Yeah, I guess I can go. I'm a junior, soon to be senior, and I'm studying (laughs) neuroscience. I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana, but um, I joined Little Five. I think it was like end of February. Um, and so this is my first race, obviously. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm
6: Julie Torbick. I'm from Vernon Hills, Illinois. I'm a senior also um studying comprehensive design. And I've been riding for four years, but this was also my first year riding in the race.
0: All right. Okay, well, so a lot of so really had an all rookie team or not, not quite rookie, but, uh, I guess Abby Teed had some experience. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so tell me, tell me who, uh, tell me about Melanzana. Like I know you've been her team for t- 10 years. Talk to me about the origins of the team who helps the team, how the team get evolved.
2: Um, so we came about because our founder Dana, um, split off from Teeter originally um and so she decided she was going to start her own team her senior year um and we've kind of just snowballed from there um our coach's name is james welch he lives in denver colorado so it's a lot of remote coaching and help from him but we're very grateful to have him um what else Mm -hmm. is that everything
0: Well, Abby T, tell me how you found Melanzana. Why, (laughs) why, how, why'd you, why'd you pick that team?
2: Okay. um, Actually, Melanzana found me. um, Evie Peterson, our old captain, knew who I was um, because I was competitive in the sports that I played in high school. Um, We both swam and ran and we went to rival high schools. So when she found out that I was coming to IU, she got my number Um, and before I had graduated from high school, asked me, (laughs) asked me to join the team. And I was like, I'm going to join a sorority. And she goes, okay, that's fine. Um, you know, come hang out with us when you get down to Bloomington. So the first week of my freshman year, I think on Wednesday, so literally the first week of classes, she called me, I had never met her before. And she was like, I'm driving to Indy tomorrow. Like, let me go and pick up your road bike from your house like your parents house at home and I was like Mm. how do you know I have a road bike okay (laughs) sure (laughs) so um so I texted my mom and was like just leave it outside some random girl's gonna come pick it up and she was like weird but okay um and then I went on one ride with Evie and then I went to one team dinner and I was like this is good for me Mm. um and then November of my freshman year I decided that I wasn't gonna sign up for Rush and I was just gonna stick with sauna.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's kind
2: of my my Zana origin story,
0: well, wow, Evie really got you.
2: yeah, she's quite <laughs> convincing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what well, you said it was good for you like other than Evie what else what else about it did you really get attracted to?
2: Um I loved the culture of the team. I loved that we were friends with other teams in the community, and that there were we had two fifth year grad students that were still in bloomington, um Mosa Ford and Anna Harris now. Anna Collier um and so they were really helpful I had kind of a rocky freshman year with like homesickness and feeling like a little bit out of place um and so having like Evie and the other girls on the team and especially like Melissa and Anna were two people that I felt like really connected to and like really cared about me as a person outside of what I could do on the bike Mm. so that was really important to me and I was like I just don't think that I'm going to get this level of support from anywhere else so that's why I didn't Mm. I decided not to rush.
0: Yeah. And did you, did you pick up cycling pretty quickly or was it a a a, 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 a were there a lot of growing pains? Oh,
2: there were certainly a lot of growing pains. I had been cycling a little bit, but like only on indoors on a trainer because I got like two or three stress fractures um, running mm-hmm. cross country and track during high school. So I kind of started biking because my, my dad did little five, a senior year. And my mom is like, does Ironmans. um, so they bike. And so I kind of got into it that way, but then riding on the road the first time in Bloomington, Evie like hit a curb and ran over and I didn't know how to unclip. And I like ran over her body. So it was like, it was, an. it, it took a while to get used to, but I got there eventually.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, what about you, Abby Green?
5: Um, my Melanzana origin story, yeah. I guess it, it, really connected to Grace um, because we were friends um, back when we were both on the same like cross country team at IU. I mean we met my, when I was a freshman and she had just transferred from New Mexico and so we we're both kind of new to it together and then I had quit running at the beginning of the fall last semester and that's when Grace is really kind of getting into Zana or starting to hang with everyone and she just kept on saying like these people are so cool like you would love them and I, mm. I think I like I met them once or twice and they definitely were cool but I was just like I need some space to like figure out how to be like a normal person again after like d one running and just mm. like how to fill my time when I'm not exercising like what do I like to do like I was like what are hobbies um I kind of had to figure that out um and then as the semester progressed, I just I really started to miss having such like immediate community, like a team. Like I was so, I'm still I'm so great friends with my running friends, but it's just it's different when you're not in it. And mm-hmm. so I came back from winter break this year and started hanging out with Zana. And then it was just really like it just felt like home and I loved the girls and it was just I started biking because I wanted to be on Zana, um, not the other way around, which I thought was interesting. But kind of like Abby, I didn't have a lot of biking experience and it was kind of like a running joke how many times I would fall over when I was trying mm. to like clip out of the road bike um, because that like still happens. Mm. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can't imagine being on any other team.
0: And did have you just started cycling this since New Year's?
5: Yeah. So I <clears throat> was lucky enough to have a gravel bike. Um, I bought it in 2020 in like the original COVID because I also was, um, dealing with a stress fracture, kind of like Abby Teed. Um, and my dad took me on a couple rides, but then I got better and I stopped biking. Um, so it's been a, like a big learning curve for sure.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Uh, Julie, let's hear your story. Yeah, so, I, I mean, uh, I, I, I've i known you for a long time, but so I know, yeah. part, I, know, I know part of your story probably the most, but I'd love to hear your version of it.
6: Yeah, so I knew about Zana um, before I even got to college, um, mainly because my brother was on Grego, and as soon as I decided mm-hmm. to come to IU, he was like, join Zana, like <laughs> talking to them already. But I wanted to choose my own path, so I didn't listen to him. Um, <laughs> um, and then I wasn't... Like completely sure if I was going to even be a part of Little Five, but once I got to school, I actually met um, Emily Carrico and Ivy Moore at the involvement fair and was just talking to them and um, really enjoyed that, really enjoyed the conversation with them, went on a few rides with them and decided that um, this was a community that I wanted to be a part of. Um, So I was actually on, I was on ski my freshman year and I I did enjoy being a part of that team, but then um, I had met Melanzana and I almost felt like that was a better fit for me. Um, Mm -hmm. So because of that, I decided to move on and um, I will say just like that, I think it was a good move for me and they really became my best friends and my family. And from then on, I just like, I enjoyed cycling more Um, and yeah, I think it was only like uphill from there.
0: And uh, you're a senior now. It's hard for me to believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you've been, you've been gaining experience on the bike, and this is your first race. You made it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a big that's a big deal. <laughs> mm mm-hmm. Yeah, it was
6: really exciting. Um, a lot of hard work, but I'm glad that I finally got to do it.
0: And did your brother get to tell you uh, I told you so? By, by the end of it.
6: Um Yeah, I think he was a little <laughs> bit jealous that we won, and he never got that. But. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure. Yeah, he was a very competitive bike rider. Yeah.
6: Yeah.
0: Uh, Grace, we we covered some <laughs> of your story, and we covered some of your story in the earlier podcast, but let's hear it again. How'd you find Melanzana? <clears throat> Did we lose Grace? Nope. Well, we'll move on. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> may, maybe she'll catch up. I think she'll catch up. So give me a brief history of the team of Melanzana. Me? Anyone, Abby T probably knows the best.
2: She's our sure. resident like, yeah. Melanzana <laughs> yeah. historian.
0: You're the historian, <laughs> all
2: right. Um, yeah, so we were founded in 2011, but this is technically the first year back, um, where we had the off year with COVID. So it's our tenth race anniversary. Mm. Um, and then, like I said earlier, Dana was our founder, and then we've been through a series of different um, different captains along the way. Um, but I joined when Evie was a captain. Evie was the captain. It was her sophomore year. Um, because when Melissa Ford was the captain prior to Evie, um, <clears throat> and when Melissa graduated and the other seniors that were with her, there was only, um, I believe, three sophomores. Um, so Evie became the captain and was the captain for three years. And the amount of respect that I have for her after being the captain for one year, I can't even imagine doing it for yeah. three. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of a, a basic backstory to well- any specific questions?
0: Abby, everyone says they were, they just failed at home and they found their culture they were looking for. Like, what is the Melanzana culture? Like, when, what, how have you helped create that or continue that?
2: Oh, um, I think that the culture of Zana is really special because it's a really nice balance of, um, like loving each other and supporting each other but still having fun and still being able to push each other to a certain extent through workouts without being overly competitive um i know there there have been teams in the past that i've talked to that have just talked about you know how different factors make make things like more competitive and kind of take the fun out of it um but i knew that like kind of the vibe that i was getting from Evie's time of being captain was to just, while like it's so important to take it seriously and know what we're training for and like the hours and the time commitment that this team is, but at the same time, like remembering that it is an intramural bike race, like this is for Mm -hmm. raising money for college scholarships. Like at the end of the day, it's more about the relationships um, that you're making and the people
1: Mm -hmm. that
2: like you're getting to like add into your life in such a special way and like get to know them. Um, and that's, that's kind of what I wanted to make sure was, you know, continued into the future.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, what did it look like coming into the fall? Cause it sounds like, you know, <laughs> Abby and Grace hadn't even really joined the team yet.
2: Yeah. So coming into the fall was a little <laughs> bit crazy. Um, because <laughs> we, we had a bunch of returning riders, but like. The fall was not a super motivated time for Zana to bike. Um, I was really struggling, like, getting getting everyone in one place to go on, like, <laughs> one weekend ride, let alone like, <laughs> both days of the weekend. Um, I think the first time that we got was after the training trip. I think was the first time we had one weekend ride, and I remember being like, wow, this is everyone in one place together. Like, that's so crazy, because that's just not what it was in the fall. Um but after the trip, I think kind of was when everyone like kicked into gear and like kind of realized how much fun it was. But also, you know, it's going to take a little bit more work and like, yeah, keep it going.
0: Well, tell me about this training trip. Where did you go? Was this over winter break?
2: Yeah, over winter break, we decided to go to Fort Myers. Um mm-hmm. And we went um, mostly because it's warm and flat. And I think everyone kind of needed a serotonin boost by the end of the first semester. So (laughs) needed some sun. Um, So that was kind of what we decided. Um, And it was really nice because um, Julie's boyfriend, Greg, like his family has a shop. So we knew that we kind of had a home base. Um, And we certainly needed that because I don't know anything about bike parts. Um, (laughs) I can do a workout or do a century or whatever, but I'm not the person to ask when you, I don't know, like I can change a flat, I guess, but like, thank your derailleur, like that's not my specialty. (laughs) Um, so yeah, that was, that was kind of what we decided and that's what we did. And we, we did a century, we did a couple really hard workouts, um, which were really fun. And I think that was kind of like a big motivator for all of the girls to like see kind of where things were stacking up, but like anything can happen. We have a whole semester.
0: Mm -hmm. So yeah. Julie, tell me about this trip as you're going in your senior year heading down to Florida. Like, what you, How are you feeling about the team?
6: Um, So like Abby said, the fall was just like a little bit concerning with the lack of motivation that we had. Um, but the trip was definitely like a complete 180. Everyone was there. Everyone was excited. Everyone was happy to be there. Mm-hmm. We're all having fun. It was a lot of team bonding. And it really just grew us all closer together um Mm -hmm. so I completely agree that it really helped going into the spring because as soon as we got back to Bloomington everyone was ready to go everyone was showing up all the time doing all the workouts um everyone was super motivated and it just it really helped and it was it I can't imagine if we didn't go on the trip what the spring would have looked like Mm -hmm. um but yeah it was really it was a good thing that everyone was there
0: that was a transformational trip then yeah <laughs> well what were the workouts like when you came back to bloomington you know because you're you're leaving sunny florida and so it was cold in the midwest like what did the second semester workouts look like
2: back to rollers <laughs> yeah Rollers. <laughs> yeah. can you guys,
3: can you guys hear again yeah okay sweet
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> back to rollers in inside
2: Yep, in my Abby's basement, basement. <laughs>
3: <The> <laughs> And I would get up yeah. early and do do 7 a.m workouts together
2: yeah.
4: yeah we made it
6: fun though we added some lights and like all the Zana memorabilia that we had so like it felt really homey
5: yeah I think one of the first times i would with you guys <laughs> um it was obviously on rollers because it's cold but it was like like a hard workout and i just remember laying on abby's like kitchen floor just like <laughs> i didn't know like what i had gotten myself into <laughs> oh
4: man what a time
0: what is a what? what's a hard roller workout for the weekend look like break it break that down for me. What, what's a typical training workout
5: there's lots of like three minute and yeah yeah
2: we usually do um, zone two, three hours on the weekends. Um, and then on the weekdays, we do like two or three workouts that kind of vary in intensity. Like sometimes it's mm. all sprint-based um, and then sometimes it's just like a lot of ITTs. Like I think in the, maybe a couple months ago, we did like 10 sets of like three minutes zone mm. four, which was just like maybe one of the most miserable workouts I've ever done Mm -hmm. um and then we also do some like longer ones like um like 10 minute efforts or 15 12 like kind of to mimic team pursuit so I think James does a really good job of like like having our workouts geared towards something that like you can see tangibly. Cause like doing 10 ITTs to me, like that sounds awful, but at least it's like 10 ITTs. And if like my fifth or sixth one's the fastest one, I'm like, Oh, wow. Like I can actually go a lot harder than I think I can. Um, so for me, it's nice to have like a clear idea of like what we're working towards.
0: Yeah. Uh, when do you, th- th- this is a big question sort of, but when does the team start to believe they can win little five or they're going to be competitive. They're going to make a difference.
3: During the training trip, Abby and I were scheming about it.
0: Yeah.
2: What, what if, what if we could? Grace was like, Grace was like, what if we lap the field? And I was like, okay, like, yeah, let's do it. And then she was like, what if we lap it twice? And I was like, okay, even better.
0: Well, Grace, where did that, idea come from like like, what about what on the training trip gave you that idea
3: um honestly I it wasn't necessarily grounded in much because I still didn't quite know what I was getting myself into but I just had heard that people had lapped the field before and I knew it could be done and I was just getting super excited during the training trip thinking about how our team could be really strong and how we Could probably do it and yeah, just kind of dreaming up some ideas and getting excited about it.
0: How does the dream become more tangible and and actually become a strategy?
3: I think when we started actually getting on the track and doing workouts and realizing uh like especially like for team pursuit and like seeing that all of us could stay together for pretty much the whole thing going pretty quick was very exciting for us. And I think a lot of the spring series gave us confidence in the fact that like, yeah, we have depth and I mm-hmm. think we have a lot of aerobic fitness and that was, yeah.
0: Hmm. And so tell me what the strategy was going into the race, like, like, Break it down for me a little bit. Pre race,
2: Um, the the strategy was if everything went according to our own personal plan, um, I was I started the race and I was just gonna sit in, um, yeah, this, um, and I was just gonna sit in until um, another one of the competitive teams had a strong burn that I felt like I could get off the back of. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, like in the most respectful way possible Theta was that team that we were looking at. Um, Mm -hmm. we knew they were strong. I knew that, um, Abby Hummels was starting and that she would have a killer burn. And James was, James said to me, like, if you can just follow that, um, and do a plus one, we could string out the pack and put grace on. And then we were going to start the process to try and lap.
0: Yeah. What, how did last year's race where DG did something like that? Uh, how did that affect this year's strategy or did it at all?
2: Um, I think it just gave us the motivation that like Grace said that like it could, it could be done. Um, and if DG could do it, then we also could. And we knew that we were a strong team. We knew that Grace was the strongest woman in the field. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to she like very comparable to Catherine. And if Catherine could do it, then I had every, <laughs> every amount of faith that grace could do it as well.
0: Mm, Okay. Uh, So you start the race, you get a nice gap, you give it to grace, grace. Tell me what you're thinking going into that as you're preparing to get on the bike.
3: Yeah. So I had talked to James before and part of the, the worry was that uh, we maybe wouldn't have a big enough gap and I would go in and kind of just drag everyone along. And, we kind of decided that either way I was going to attack. So either way, I wanted to at least string it out or just hopefully lap. And um, luckily, like, Abby just did a really good job and gave me a really nice lead, and I just went from there. And I kind of treated it like Team Pursuit, honestly. Um, like, I started out hard enough to create a little bit bigger gap and, and settled into, like, a tempo pace that I was – um, comfy at. And then, yeah, James just kind of watched me and took our, took our laps. And then when I started to slow down a little bit, we traded out and, um, kept on putting in efforts.
0: Did Did you have a lap time you were being measured against?
3: Like uh, 40, 41
0: seconds or something?
3: No. Cause the track is just so different each time. So yeah, for me, I think with all of my years of running, I can settle in and kind of maintain a tempo pace, like I, I know what that feels like for my body. and so yeah, I just kind of found that feeling and kind of went like rode the the red line of a certain like a hard effort until I started dropping off and it just pulled me.
0: How many laps were you out there, you think? Or do you know?
3: I think it was like maybe like just under 20 for the first one.
0: Mm. okay and how much distance on the group do you have half lap
3: i pro i think i came out and i had three quarters of a lap of course okay so, yeah Yeah. abby green just <laughs> took
5: off
0: <laughs> and then abby green goes in next
5: <laughs> yep yeah
0: <laughs> so so abby green your first little five also you got three fourths of a lap uh what's the, what's the pressure going into this? Cause this is a big, this is a big stage for you.
5: Yeah, no, I, I mean, this is my first, was my first little five like event ever. I'd never been to one. Um, I'd like watch race tape, but it doesn't really compare to like what it feels like when you're in it. And also I've never done a sport where so many people actually cared about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like wanted to come and watch, um, so it's definitely the whole day was just kind of an out of body experience, mm. and I was so excited just because we were, we all were so excited, and I wanted to do well for everyone on the team, and just because of how hard everyone worked. But definitely going into that set, I was like, I cannot mess this up. Like I <laughs> like I'm not going to be the one that messes this up. And so um, I think the original plan was that after Grace either left the field or gave us a big lead, we were going to go in and just like. Um, kind of hop like have ITT efforts. And so I was gonna go in and like do five really hard laps and then I ended up getting really close and then like passing the pack. And so James just like had me stay in until I could follow like another burn with a plus one type of feel. Um but yeah I just got on the bike and rode as hard as I could. <laughs> and
0: so you actually closed the lap you you lapped a field while you were on the bike.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> what's um, Abby T and Julie and Grace, what's the pit feel like? What's the excitement behind a pit when you, when you get that lap?
3: Honestly, it was crazy. (laughs)
4: Yeah.
3: (laughs) I don't think we like, it's just like never things never go according to plan. Right. So for it to actually kind of happen, like almost exactly how we planned it. I was like, wait, what? Like,
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) That's when yeah. everyone started crying. I remember looking back and like my mom and my aunt Kristen, like everyone just like sobbing, and I like looked at Grace and I was smiling, and I was like, "Oh my God, and she looked at me and goes, "It's not over yet. I was like, okay, <laughs> you're right <laughs>
0: well she's she's right. we're only left la- like halfway through the race at this point, aren't we?
2: Yeah, absolutely. no, she was absolutely right
0: <laughs> uh so then then. But then you just, the team doesn't decide just to sit in and protect their leads. Like, who's on after Abby Green? I think
3: that was Julie.
4: We went in. Julie.
0: Yep. Yeah. Julie yeah. goes in. Uh, Julie rides in the pack. Uh, rides good mm-hmm. position. Gets a gap. And then who goes in after Julie? Back to Abby Teed. Was, was Abby? it back to me?
5: I think it might yeah. have been so. I don't
2: know. Yeah. It was, it was it, Abby or
4: Grace.
0: Great. Well, I think whoever is next keeps going, basically.
3: I think that was me again, then. Yeah, I think it was
0: you. Was was that <laughs> was that discussed before you got on the bike, or is that just a natural thing? I
3: think this is what, this
0: is what I do best. Someone's gonna keep doing it.
3: Yeah, I think so our original plan was like to lap the field, give me a break with, um, ITT efforts, and then throw me back in and have me try to lap again. And yeah. so yeah, James mm-hmm. just asked me. He's like, "How do you feel?" And I was like, "I feel great." Because I was so excited, and Mm -hmm. so then he threw it back in, and our plan was, honestly, we we just didn't want to risk getting in any crashes and losing our laps, so we were like, might as well just try to get as far away as we can. Um, so yeah, I just went off the pack again, and
4: I yeah,
6: I
3: remember also James. I think
6: I think it was Grace that was in. He asked us, he's like, how are you guys feeling? Do you want to do it again? Like, if this is your race. What do you guys want to do? And we're all like, yeah, let's yeah. go for it. Let's do it a second <laughs> time. <laughs>
5: mm. At that well, point, there was so much, like, energy with, like, all the fans, and, like, alumni there. I don't know. It Like, it was hard, but it definitely felt like there was, like, an extra, like, extra element or X factor that, like, we wanted to keep going, like, for yeah. them, too.
0: And everyone else is kind of racing for second anyway, so. You're your at least of their concern almost were there any close calls any moments of like <coughs> like it could have it could have all gone away because it, it didn't seem like it when i was watching
3: i don't no. i don't think there was no. i think <gasps> yeah. we stayed pretty safe
2: and race smart and good didn't people. someone almost take you out julie yeah oh, someone yeah, kind of, kind of, of bumped
6: them. into me a little bit when yeah. i was in the pack um but it was more like bumping shoulders and we've done honestly a lot of bike handling drills in the past. Um, I don't know. I don't remember what we did so much this year, but one year on our training trip, we specifically went to a field and we're just like bumping wheels, bumping shoulders, handlebars, everything like that. And just like practice like that really helped for moments like this. And even though I was getting bumped into, um, I was really stable and, like it wasn't really anything that I
0: was too worried about. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm glad you didn't crash. Uh, so, well, yeah. coming down to end of the race, uh, there's a decision on who's going to be on the bike at the end. I, I, uh, I mean, I kind of I kind of know how it was made, sent, how it was made, but how did that decision get made, and why was Abby T the obvious choice?
3: I think she's. I mean, she's put everything into Zana for the past four years. She's been our captain. She's been the one that strung us along this entire time and like made everything what it was. So it was just kind of like a unanimously, like it was going to be Abby Teed. Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> yeah. And like with so much, I feel like there's been like, again, like I'm new to Zana obviously, but like there's been like a lot of new people this year and just coming in and out and a lot of changes. And, like, Abby and, like, Julie, but, like, Abby as the captain has been, like, so consistent with what, um like, is on it should be, kind of, like, the heart of the team that it's, like, it's easy, I think, to lose, like, the vibe or the culture of a team with so many changes. But I think she's, like, a real reason why it stayed the same. Um And she's, just like, just worked so hard throughout the year to keep everyone accountable. And, yeah, I think that's one of the reasons, too.
0: hmm so Abby T, tell me about it. like you're on the bike <laughs> when you when you get on, do you realize you're gonna finish the race? yeah, how, how many laps are you on there, you like ten or something?
2: That's... No, I think it was just five at the end. oh okay. um, yeah, I knew that I was gonna finish because James was like, and then I was like, "What's the plan when grace came out, or Grace was still in, and I asked him, I was like, "What's the plan? Do you want me to go back in and he was like no, we're going to put Abby Green. And I was like, okay, totally go ahead. Um, and there was like 10 laps left. And he was like, you'll finish. And I was like, oh really? And he was like, yeah, no, you're finishing. So mm. that was cool.
0: <laughs> well, th- tell me about the last lap. You get the white flag.
2: Um, Yeah. So my mom said that the whole like my last like five or whatever laps like I was just smiling the whole time. James was like <laughs> you were grinning. Yeah. Were grinning. yeah. <laughs> James James was like do not sit on anyone's wheel. Like do not like just finish them. It's fine. Don't get crushed out. Just so I just like stayed and like did my own thing and like kind of swung all the way out wide. Like was just doing whatever. Um, and then the white flag got you know, waved or whatever. And then when I was coming in on the last lap and they were waving the checkered flag, I was like, is this it? Or do I have one more? Is this it? Or do I have one more? Like I couldn't remember. And then I like looked up the board and it was like a hundred laps scored. And I was like, Oh my God, what if I like throw my hands up? And then there's one more lap and it's so embarrassing. And I was like going through all of these, like whatever, like scenarios in my head of what could possibly like go wrong. But then I just like threw my arms up and then everyone is screaming and it was so exciting. And -hmm. I just, rode over to the pit and like threw the bike down and like just was giving everyone a hug it was awesome it
0: was yeah so cool. it was a lot of fun and
2: just
6: just watching Abby on the bike too we were all like I think when you, you had like two or three laps to go we all just hopped off the trainer and we're just cheering Abby T and Abby T like it it was so happy for all of us that Abby was the one out there finishing it yeah Definitely mm-hmm. a
4: lot
5: of tears like before she had finished oh,
3: reading, yeah. like, the race. I feel like that's <laughs> like, okay, like this is it, this is it. Mm-hmm.
0: And you had a fair amount of alumni back this year? We had almost everyone. <laughs> we're,
2: yeah, we're yeah. so lucky that every year all of those on alum come. Um, we have one. One alum that couldn't come because she was like, I think like a week or two before she's like due to have her first kid. <laughs> so like, she was like, I'm not coming, <laughs> obviously. Um, but other than that, we had almost everyone. So it was just amazing. It's, it's been so cool to have everyone come back all these years.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm sure they were just thrilled to be able to watch that and experience that.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Dana
5: uh, came up to me like after at the end of the race. I think there was a group of us there, but she just she was just like, This is better than if I had won it. And like uh, hearing them say that, I don't know. It's just like such like so much love and selflessness that it feels like you're like a part of something so much bigger than just this team, yeah. you know? Um it's really cool.
0: Yeah. Uh Ebby Green and Grace, uh mm-hmm. your first little five, like was there did you feel the pressure? Did you? Was there pressure? Like, what was it like going into that stadium? Those people there because it's not like a track race or a cross country meet.
4: Yeah.
5: I think we. I mean, Grace can speak for herself, but just <laughs> like so excited. And I remember, like, we were talking a couple of days before, and it's like little five is a huge event and it means a lot for the people that work really hard for it. And it does a lot for the community, but at the end of the day, it matters because we care about it and we give it value. And I think Mm -hmm. that made me feel better going into it, knowing that I wanted to do well, not because like my worth was contingent on it, but I want to do well for the people I care about because they care so much about it. Um, It's really like empowering and like freeing almost to think about it like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had a,
3: like, the whole week we were, like, going back and forth and being, like, insanely nervous and not being able to sleep (laughs) to, like, being completely, like, oh, everything's fine. We're going to be fine. And I think, like, two days before, I just got extremely relaxed, honestly, a lot Mm -hmm. more than I had been earlier in the week. And it was just because I was like, wait a second, like, we are are doing this for fun. Like, at the end of the day – we're just going on a bike ride and mm. we're, we're, we're working really hard. Like we're doing all these amazing things with our team, but like, it's just a race and it's super cool that we get to do it. And I'm content with, with that. And I think that kind of freed us up to perform at our very best because mm-hmm. I didn't feel a ton of pressure, like negative pressure. Instead, it was just excitement and joy in the fact that we all got to do this together.
0: Oh, that's good. And as we're recording this, we're, I don't know, almost two weeks away from the race.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: What's it been like for you ladies? And, uh, you know, as you about to spread apart, like what was, what's that feeling like for you? Is there a letdown? Uh, have you enjoyed this time?
2: I'm so sad to leave. Yeah. <laughs> Bittersweet. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: yeah,
3: It just kind of all happened at once. And it's honestly like still hard to process everything. Like we are, we have like, jobs and things we're moving to and college is ending for some of us. And just little five happened. And then like writer's week, just a bunch of stuff happening at once. And honestly, it's just a lot <laughs> to like process.
0: Hmm. Abby Teed, how's, how's little five help you grow?
2: Oh gosh. Um, it's taught me a lot of responsibility. That's for sure. Um, especially this past year, um, I've really been able to like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I always was kind of the one that was like, yeah, whatever. Like, Vikings fine, but Zana is so cool. And I'm here for little five and Zana, which of course is still true. Um, but it's like, I've kind of realized this year, like how much more it is and like the amount of time that I've put into for the last four years has like completely changed my perspective on what a team is and what a team could be. And, um, I've been on a lot of teams. I've played competitive sports my whole entire life. And I'm, I'm so sad to be an alum of this program because I don't know how I'm ever going to find something that (laughs) is as cool and special. And like, like Abby Green said, like selfless is what like the culture that like our alum have created for Zana. And I'm, I'm glad to have helped to pass that on. And I'm, I'm sad it's over for me, but all good things must come to an end
0: mm-hmm. or evolve yeah Julie you uh I know you've grown through all this your persistence <laughs> you stuck you stuck with something that didn't always come easy to you um mm-hmm. tell, tell me how uh what it's like for you to have gone through this
6: yeah so it was Honestly, such an amazing experience just from freshman year to now. Um, This is a position I've always wanted to be in, a feeling I've always wanted to feel since starting. Um, And it's just amazing, like how hard work really does pay off. And each and every one of us have just worked as hard as we possibly could to get to this point. And it's really cool that we got to do it together, especially knowing how much we love each other. And it's Really just been my family throughout college, my family away from home, so it's hard mm-hmm. for it all to come to an end, especially with just how much time we've spent together and how much hard work we've put in together um, it's going to be it's going to be a big change coming into next year just to be so far away from everyone else
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, grace mm-hmm. Um, you're you, um Tell me what it was like for you to be a runner in New Mexico, come to IU, leave that behind, find this community, through some friends, and to have it play out the way it has
3: i i honestly it it's weird how things work out, but <laughs> in New Mexico, I think part of the reason I left is i I was searching for for a community that I felt close to and same thing with IU. I didn't quite find that, and obviously, amazing people in both those places that I definitely I'm um, very grateful I met and spent time with. But the feeling I have with Zana, it's just something that's super rare, and I think it is. It's super sad to find that in my last year of college, and then know that it it like spent all this time with these people and put so much into it and honestly just have like some of the, the best friends I've, I've had and know that they've just got my back no matter what. Um, it's hard to leave that. And especially because I only had it for such a short time, but at the same time, it's just very encouraging because the alumni network is so strong here and I know I can continue to be a part of it even if it is a little different um and like we we just went out to dinner with some alumni last night and they were talking about um like they they have a book club and they all meet on zoom and talk about the books and Mm. small things like that it's encouraging and exciting and takes away a little bit of the fear of graduating and being this just person out in this new world and that i think is really special though it is much different from being on zana while in college i don't know Mm.
0: well grace tell me growing up in bloomington little five was probably off in the distance a little bit Mm -hmm. uh so what's it like to have experienced that and be in this town and from this town and have people know you like my mailman tom like knows you right and he, and we chat and he's like grace she's the best yeah he's.
3: i think his um daughter used to be one of my cross-country teammates actually uh-huh. yeah so. <laughs> yeah it's definitely really cool and i think it's cool because a lot of the people in bloomington kind of know how like the the road i took to get here and it's It definitely helps me appreciate it more just because sometimes I think we get so caught up in just doing the things that we do and we forget to take a step back and realize like, whoa, that was really special and really beautiful. And I'm super lucky because all of it happened like in such a cool way and I could have never dreamed of it happening that Mm. way. Um, Yeah, it's, it's just really a special thing to grow up here and have all of that happen. Mm-hmm. little five and always at the back of my mind I was like huh that would be fun <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it was yeah uh Abby Green your junior are you coming <laughs> back what's the future of Zana? are you the next Abby Teed
5: no one can be an, an <laughs> Abby Teed I think there's only one of those um <laughs> I think I'm so grateful that I have another year um just finding something that feels so awesome asana like it, I mean whatever taste of it whatever experience you get with it I feel like changes your life but the fact that I have a whole nother year um is really exciting because I mean there's the four of us here but we have like four or five other girls that are just as big a part of our team um that didn't get to race that I love just as much um and that are coming back next year and I'm just really excited to like have more time to spend with them and get to know them more and get to know the people in the, in the field. Um, It's kind of a little bit scary to think about um, not having the seniors just because in my mind, I correlate them so much with what Zana should be, you know, in my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a little weird that they would kind of trust us to take care of I want to say their team, but it is our team too. It's all of our team. Like it's yeah. like our responsibility, but I think that always happens in times of change and like transition. There's like imposter syndrome a little bit of like, Oh, I'm going to mess this up. Um, like I don't belong or I don't like, I I, I shouldn't have this responsibility, but um, I think it's just trusting that they've such like set such a good example of, um how to act and how to like handle different situations that come up. And it's comforting to know that they're just gonna be like a phone call away and Abby's gonna be an indie. And um <laughs> I think that's like really reassuring for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. As you know, I've I've coached a cutter team many years and one thing yeah. I learned is that every team has their own identity. Yeah. And you you gotta let the past be gone because you can't recreate that. Yeah. That's this is a special year. Next year is going to be different. It can still be special, but you can't recreate this year that's already passed. Yeah. Uh, One last question for you, ladies. What advice would you give to uh, either next year's Zana team or any woman looking to get in a little five? Oh,
2: man. (laughs) Do it, join. (laughs) find a group and it doesn't have to be Zana there are so many women's teams out there with their own personalities and things that make them special and if you had any other of those teams on this podcast I think they would all tell you that they have the coolest Mm -hmm. most unique (laughs) team and they love each other like nobody else and so I'm biased um I love I love Zana I don't think I don't think there's anybody else like there else out there like us but there are so many other other directions that you can go in. Um, But I mean, for the future on, I would say like, just believe in yourself, I guess. Like you have every tool and resource and you're all amazing people and strong writers and strong women and you have all the potential. So just lean into it and, and do it again. I kind of emphasize how
6: important just team dynamic is, like kind of going off of what Abby was saying. Um, you spend so much time with your team doing so many workouts and just team bonding, and we have weekly team dinners. And honestly, it wouldn't be as fun as it is if we weren't all as close as we are. And it's just really important because I think our best workouts probably happen this year because we're so close. And like, I don't think they would have gone as well as they did if we like didn't like each other so much or if there was something else going on that just messed up the team dynamic. It's so important to enjoy who you're with and there's a team out there for everyone, so it's just important to find that team that's right for you.
0: Mm, that's good advice.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, well, you, you ladies have been great ambassadors for Little 500 and uh, it was it was great to watch the way you race and I'm proud of each of you for your own uh, part, having your part in that. So, and thanks for keeping a little five going. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's a fragile thing at times. And we, we would all love to see a full women's field. And so just thanks for doing your part and thanks for Melon's honor for being around for so long and impacting the race.
5: Thank you. Yeah.
4: Cool. yeah thank you. Thank you. You, guys, you guys
0: take care and good luck with each of you going into the summer and uh, hopefully we catch up. At some point in the future.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Thank
0: Thanks. you. Cool. You're welcome. Right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening. I sure love Little Five. I love these stories. And let's all continue to work together to make this super incredible event for future writers. Thank you.